Hello, fellow Rebel Capitals. Hope you're well. So wanted to go over some news, breaking news from today, yesterday. RFK comes out and says that he wants to back the dollar and potentially T-bills by platinum, gold, silver, Bitcoin, or a combination of all four, maybe just one of them. So let's go into this and see what he's referring to. Everyone's super excited about this on social media and Twitter. So let's dive into this, go over what he's proposing, and then kind of think through how it would work. First and foremost, title here, going to Zero Hedge, presidential candidate RFK Jr. press release on Bitcoin and gold policy. My plan would be to start very, very small. Perhaps 1% of issued T-bills would be backed by hard currency, by gold, silver, platinum, or Bitcoin. So I guess he had some uh, interview with uh, Heal the Divide, hosted events, Bitcoin leadership meeting at Freedom Fest. And uh, let's get into the gist of what he's referring to. So in his remarks, Democratic presidential candidate RFK Jr. stated that he was so pleased to be among the thousand American for Freedom Fest. Okay, yeah. And uh, let's see, expert shared his vision that ensure Bitcoin's sustainability. He also talked about how he would, um, he would, he would not have capital gains tax on Bitcoin. So he would exempt Bitcoin from capital gains tax. And he said he wanted to do this to make sure that there was a lot of that, that all of the technological advances within the within the Bitcoin ecosystem would stay on shore and not go offshore where it's taxed at a, a better rate. He mentioned uh, the United States doing something like this in the 1990s with the tech boom, and he mentioned how that worked well, so he was thinking about doing the exact same thing with Bitcoin. So that's on the tax front, but here's where he gets to uh, talk about actually backing the dollar and, and then treasuries as well, which uh, is really interesting. So he says, Kennedy's plan will strengthen the U.S. dollar by proposing backing U.S. Treasury bills, notes, bonds, and actual assets, including a combination of precious metals and Bitcoin. Kennedy discussed how, after getting rid of the gold standard in 1971, the dollar has been in serious decline, eroding the savings and earnings of everyday Americans. So here's where we start getting into some of the flaws (laughs) and the thinking. I mean, I really applaud RFK Jr. for even talking about the monetary system. I mean, how many presidential candidates outside of Ron Paul I've even discussed this. So that in and of itself is fantastic. Um, but I just, I sincerely hope that Kennedy gets some good um, consulting from people who actually understand the monetary system because uh, I don't think he's really up to speed yet. Uh, one of the main, well, there's several reasons why I say this, but first and foremost, um, as most of you guys know from watching my videos, the the dollar increase or the amount of money supply because he's talking about the money supply he's talking about constraining the money supply he goes on to talk about how we need to constrain the money supply in order to prevent the united states and going into all these wars that and this is this is how can you disagree with the mayor that he wants to make it so the government would have to go to the people and say hey if we're going to go to war we're going to have to increase your taxes or you're going to have to buy all these bonds so it's it's which is basically you know a claim on future taxes at maybe a higher interest rate so you're going to have to agree to that. We're not going to do all this, um, you know, the, the Fed buying the, the bonds and whatnot. We're going to limit the government's ability to do this, theoretically, by backing uh, the dollar, maybe the, the, 
the Fed or the Treasury. He doesn't get into too many details, so it's tough. It's kind of, there's a lot of, of gray area here. But this is his idea. Um, so the premise of this idea is that it would restrict the amount of currency units chasing goods and services. It would restrict the expansion of the money supply. But as we know, the money supply under the last pure gold standard we have, which was in the late 18, uh, 1880s, from 1870, 1880s, the late 1800s, from 1870 to 1900, the money supply, as far as broad money, increased by 400%. And if you look at 1990 to 2020, when we're on a complete fiat standard, the money supply increased at the exact same amount, 400%. So again, just because you have a a gold standard or a Bitcoin standard, what we've seen in the past is it doesn't necessarily mean that that limits the, the, the money supply. I'm not saying that would be a bad thing or a good thing, but I, I just want to make sure that we're looking at it in realistic terms based on what has happened in, in history and not just assuming that, oh my gosh, if we just had the dollar backed by this you know 1% Bitcoin or 1% gold or whatever, now all of a sudden M2 money supply would be flat for the rest of eternity. <laughs> and we just have all of these, uh, uh, you know, benefits accruing to society at large because of productive deflation. But let's get back to the article here. So he says the dollar has been in serious decline, eroding the savings. So again, this assumes that the dollar has been in decline because of the increase in money supply. And I would argue that there's a, a variety of other reasons why, uh, because th this isn't a, this is a variable that we see with multiple rates of consumer price inflation, or maybe I should say that a little bit better. Uh, that variable is something that we have seen that remains consistent, although the consumer price inflation varies dramatically. So there are reasons other than the increase in the money supply that we should be focused on. I guess that's my main point here. Hey guys, I want to remind you to check out Rebel Capitalist Pro. This is the incredible online investment forum that I have with investment experts, Lynn Alden and Chris McIntosh. It includes professionals such as Patrick Ceresna from Macro Voices. He specializes in options. Tony Greer, commodity trading. Jason Hartman, real estate. And Brent Johnson with Macro economics. If you want to build wealth and thrive in this world of out-of-control central banks and big governments, Rebel Capitalist Pro is the resource you need. So check it out today at georgegammon.com forward slash pro. That's georgegammon.com forward slash pro. We'll see you inside with the fellow Rebel Capitalists that are taking their investing to the next level. All right, getting back to the article, this unbacked fiat dollar has been afloat by its use as only accepted medium of exchange for trading oil. And because of reliance on oil, I guarantee the dollar. A little bit there. Uh, again, I really applaud RFK for bringing this up and talking about it, but but you can tell he, he doesn't uh, fully understand. But hey, he gets it a lot more than most other politicians. So again, hats off to him here. So Kennedy describes backing U.S. dollars and U.S. debt obligations with hard assets could help restore the strength of the dollar and rein in inflation. Mm, yeah, I, I, I'm not going to 
totally keep disagreeing with him here. So let's go through this and usher in a new era of American financial stability, peace, prosperity, citing importance of strong dollar. Um, okay. Yeah. But let's, well, let's remember that number one, the dollar's at 199. So it, it is quote unquote strong. And, uh, we want to be careful what we wish for because if the dollar goes up, you know what does that do to those countries that we rely on heavily uh, as far as their outstanding dollar-denominated debt? They blow up, and if they blow up, we blow up. It's uh, I did a whiteboard video on this. What was it? Maybe four or five months ago on how the American Empire could possibly come to an end, and I referenced back to Egypt. I can't remember the date. It was it was BC sometime BC like like. 1780 BC or something like that in Egypt when they were invaded by the sea people and they actually defeated the sea people. But unfortunately what happened prior to the sea people getting to Egypt, they defeated all of the trading partners that Egypt relied on heavily. So although they defeated the sea people, you know, they're really happy and excited about this. 10 years later, they were completely bust. They blew up and it, it was pretty much the end of the, Egyptian reign as the, I guess at the time, the global superpower, you could say. That was the start of the decline. Uh, even though they beat the sea people, they didn't have any trading partners left. So it's the, the, in this case, the sea people would be, be like the U.S. dollar. That sure, it goes up to 120, 130, 140 as a result of backing it, let's say, assuming that it did that. All right, but but now what you're doing is you're completely destroying all of our trading partners. And you guys know that our economy is 70% consumption. Everything you buy at Walmart or Target or Home Depot, that's all imported. We don't make that stuff here. So if all the people that make our stuff blow up, that that's that's a big problem for us as well. But let's keep going here. So citing importance of strong dollar is innovative strategy leverages the scarcity and liquidity of Bitcoin, along with gold and other hard assets, to restore dollar dominance in the financial marketplace. Restore dollar dominance. Do, again, do we do we need to restore dollar dominance? <laughs> it's it's seventy percent of of global transactions uh, in a hundred trillion dollar economy. But okay, uh, marketplace while solidifying Bitcoin sustainability, critical citizens, financial autonomy, privacy, freedom. Okay, to ensure American. So then he goes on about the, the tech jobs and, you know, making sure that Bitcoin would not be taxed as far as the capital gains to incentivize those businesses to stay in the United States. So one of the things that I think people should really uh, think about here is the probability of this coming to fruition, which and I'm going to be giving this a lot of thought over the weekend, probably do a whiteboard video, uh, video on it next week. But I don't know how this plays out because let's just assume for a moment that you did back the United States dollar somehow, uh, or you backed T-bills with 1% of, let's just say Bitcoin. That's a good example because it's so volatile. Uh, okay. So if you don't peg the dollar to Bitcoin, which I don't think he will. And assuming that when he means backed, he means redeemable. And again, maybe he doesn't mean that. Because this is this is very vague. This is all we have to go on as far as details right now. But assuming when he says backed, he means redeemable. Uh, there, there, there's no way because <laughs> what, what you would just do is if the price of Bitcoin went up, then you just you, you it would produce an arbitrage play. And then if even if you pegged the dollar to Bitcoin, then it 
because we have floating interest rates, then Bitcoin goes up in price. You could sell, you could just take your yen by dollars, take those dollars, trade them in for Bitcoin and then sell those Bitcoin for yen. And then you could have a, a potentially a huge capital gain right there. But, and I, you know, I could go down the list of probably a hundred different arbitrage opportunities that this could create. Uh, but the bottom line there is that you would be wiped out in almost instantly uh, because what would happen is all of these uh, market participants would buy the Bitcoin you own because they could sell it at a higher price. You see? So uh, let's just assume for a moment that the price they pegged the price of Bitcoin at $30,000. Uh, okay, fine. But that means that the government is always going to sell you Bitcoin for $30,000. So what if the price of, of Bitcoin in the open market, you know, let's say it goes to $31,000 or in another country, well, then what they're going to do is they're just going to take whatever currency they have, trade it into dollars. They're going to buy it 30,000. They're going to sell in their country for 31,000 or the equivalent of, and it's going to completely deplete the treasury of all their Bitcoin or gold or silver or whatever. I would assume almost instantly. <laughs> so again, I, I need to think this through in more detail. I wanted to bring it to your attention. I think this is something to really get excited about uh, as far as RFK even talking about this stuff. And obviously, it sounds like he's got his head on uh, correctly. And he, he's thinking about this in terms of freedom and liberty and doing things that will strengthen the economy. So that's that's really, really good. But unfortunately, I, I think the, the probability of, of him pulling this off is as close to zero as, uh, as you could get. But again, I, I want to keep an open mind, be very objective, hats off to him uh, for talking about this. And on net balance, I think that's definitely a positive. And then I'll think about it over the weekend, hopefully do a whiteboard explaining this and how it would work. And then the probabilities of it working next week. All right, guys, enjoy the rest of your evening. And always remember to uh, stick up for freedom, liberty, free market capitalism. We'll see you in the next video.